Okay, Woo! I'm recording. I'm recording. And speaking of skateboarding, I was watching Back to the Future <laughs> yesterday. And in a way, Marty McFly kind of invented skateboarding, huh? He does. That's the I, thing, right? What? Um, I think Catherine Hardwick, uh, director of Lords of Dogtown and Twilight, yes. might have something to say about that. Yes. And 13. I've not seen 13. Wait, what does she have Did, to say about that? Well, I don't know, but she directed like the movie about skateboarding. Not Lords the movie, of Dogtown. Gleaming the, the Cube. first oh. theme movie of skateboarding. Yeah, yeah, she directed Gleaming the Cube. Yeah, that's the movie about <laughs> skateboarding. What do you mean, Lords of Dogtown? <laughs> um, Minding the Gap. I mean, that's a pretty amazing Criterion. Movie Criterion movie. Yeah. I don't know why. I know. Should we? Not what do you mean you don't know why? More skateboarding movies on Criterion, oh. like Gleaming the Cube, perhaps. I thought you were saying you didn't know why that was a criterion. And it's like, oh, well, no. it was one of the best movies I ever. know why that's on criterion. It is one of the best movies ever. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. Sorry, Hannah, to uh, hijack this episode about your favorite movie. It's okay. Should we start? Uh, do the song? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> Radiohead song at the end. Oh, I was... the Radiohead song in the credits. <laughs> Super massive black hole because that's the only song I remember that was in it. Do you guys know the Paramore song that was like the song written for this movie? Is like no. You know that's how Paramore sounds to me. It's um. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty close. Yeah, I um, think Paramore's cool. Be- Bella's lullaby. Yeah. Um, the piano song that plays there oh some of the score is kind of awesome when she when when uh when edward first tells bella that he's a vampire and then the score oh how did it go i forget what it sounded like but i was like oh damn that that's pretty cool yeah i like the score a lot in this um it is a fun yeah something like that so I guess I was I was surprised by it. It was it was nice, like <laughs> all the way through. I was like, these are hitters. <laughs> yeah. Should we? I guess, it, like, it, one could put two and two together and assume that we're talking about Twilight right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> well. They might know that by the title of the episode, but then again, the title of the episode might also be something like Twi- Twi-Whack or something. Twi-Whack. Twi-Whack. I feel like it yeah. will be to, Twi-Whack. To tell. It will be twi yeah. <laughs> I, t- I like that we make uh, our episode titles uh, even more inaccessible for yeah. someone to try and find the podcast. Because if someone <laughs> like, was like, hey, I want to... That would be an episode about <laughs> Yeah. No, so it, then... it'll still pop up if they look... Like, I hope so. It's a in the gleaming the cube True. super fan is like, I wonder if there are any podcast episodes on gleaming <laughs> the cube, and they're they they don't they miss us, and we might be the only gleaming, one that exists. Gleaming the cube was left as gleaming the cube. Gleaming the cube. Yeah, that was, was the like, one episode. Right. Where <laughs> okay, well then my the could my not rename it. Work, but. Yeah, welcome to Is It Whack, uh, your favorite movie podcast about the whackness of movies. 
Um, we, we rate whackness on a very scientific scale, um, which you'll find out later in the episode. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Funke, and I'm joined by Hannah. Hi. Who brought in Twilight today. Uh, Adam. <laughs> Hello. I didn't bring in Twilight, but, uh, I'm excited to talk about it. Sorry, there was a comma there. And Nara. <laughs> Hello. Sadly, we do not have Seb today. Um... Everyone salute. I know you're all saluting at home, uh, but yes. he'll be back. Yes, this will be one of those peaceful have... episodes. <laughs> Sorry. We kind of have Seb because Hannah's photo on Discord is half Seb, half reptilian. <laughs> <laughs> Which reptilian? is the funniest thing. I don't know. Every time it pops up, I'm like, oh Do my you know God. the story of this? I don't I do think not. so. Uh, I this i guess this is whatever uh yeah a few years ago seb didn't log out of facebook on my computer um and so i started Uh every few days i would post like conspiracy theories on his status (laughs) and he didn't know who it was um until i like changed that to his profile picture and like i might have changed his no i made a facebook account for reptilian seb um yeah and but he and I swore to him that it wasn't me. So then he didn't yeah, think he it was me. Yeah, he accused me and he was like really mad about it. He was, he was really mad at me. He was mad? Like, I'm, not, I'm not, I didn't do this. <laughs> yeah, you weren't even in the country at the time. Yeah, and I know. I was in Peru. He was distressed. Well, it's an online crime. Like you're not True. exempt. Well, True. he didn't log out of my computer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And he was, like, actually mad at me about it. And I think I have him logged into his email on one of my devices, or I did, and I was going to save it so one day I could, like, take over his social media again. But I don't Mm -hmm. think I have his uh, password (laughs) logged in anymore. Plus, like, that probably would have taken it too far, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, probably. So Seb, I'm not going to We should to ask do Seb that. if we can have this on the podcast. They might still be upset about it. Okay. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize he was mad should, about it. No, he's not still mad about it. He just was actually scared by it, which I wasn't expecting. Oh, but no. I, I definitely like pushed it a bit. Anyways, that's... <laughs> it's okay, we learn from these things. Yeah, um, now everyone knows I'm a bad friend. Uh, anyways, no, it's okay. No. It's okay. I, it's okay. I said it. It's fine. Um, well, Hannah, I'll make mistakes. Let's talk about something good. What was your first experience with with Twilight? Okay, so the first time I saw Twilight was in theaters with listener and friend Whoa. Aiden, um, and his twin hey, sister. Hey, hello, Aiden. And we convinced his parents Hi. to take us, and uh. I had already read the book, you know, I was already like in, I was, I was hooked into Twilight and I was so excited. Like I couldn't contain my excitement to finally see this movie. And then I saw it another two times in theaters when it came to the local theater in my neighborhood, everybody I knew from middle school went there like on this one night, like everybody was like, Twilight is here. Like it, it was an event. Um, <laughs> and then I saw it about like 10 other times like within its first year wow. of release, probably. Wow. In theaters? So many times. No, no. Like eventually I had um a bootleg version of it on my video iPod Nano. 
um, where you can see nice. people standing up at points during the movie, like someone filmed it in the theater. Um, <laughs> thank you, LimeWire. Um, yeah. Wow. Those are the kind of bootlegs we used to have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Young people will never understand. Um, no, they have no clue. I also bought TBT. a t-shirt from the mall that said, um, bite me vampires only. And my mom <laughs> did not like it and did not let me wear it outside of the house. So I never got to wear it, but it was red and sparkly white letters. Bite me. Um, wow. Yeah, so you can say I think I was um a fan. I think I liked it. What yeah? What drew you to the series? Like after watching for the first time, what made you keep going back? Uh, I was a twelve-year-old girl, and like th- this, you know, it was like I was never into the Joe Bros or like whatever or Zac Efron. I think this I Love was like oh, didn't th- get you. No, I was, no. <laughs> like, this, you know, everybody has their, like, celebrity crush obsession, I think, at that age or whatever. And, like, Rob Pattinson was mine. But also, like, I think the this was, I don't know, this movie came out at, like, the perfect time for me to be watching it. Like, I was a pre, I was going through puberty. And, like, this is, like, a sexy movie with vampires that it is, like, I don't know. Like I read all the books. I I loved vampires. I don't know. Like it's it's very cliche. It's not like I have a very special relationship to it. I have basically every well, other girl my age had this. I don't think that's cliche. I mean, like it may it may feel like it is to you, but I feel like to a lot of other people, like even me, like I didn't know how big that was. Like I didn't know it was like, oh, like really. Everyone from your middle school like went to the one showing or something. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's because I live in, like, a neighborhood that kind of, like, it. it's not that wild. But I think it was just, I don't know, such, a, like, a phenomenon. And, like, I mm-hmm. didn't get that into a lot of other things like that. But Twilight was, like, one of those bands. I didn't jump on the bandwagon, but it was, like, I was very much on the bandwagon. I was uh, steering it a little, you know. Loved it. I mean, you were into everything, like, around it, you said. Like, you were into, like, Robbie Pat. You oh. were into you know Kristen Stewart uh and all the other movies and the books and yeah the lore and whatever or was it just like this one was such a fascination well I think by the time the like second movie came out I was already growing out of it a bit like I right I saw it no I mean I was still into it but I just like this is the only movie worth watching I would say in the series I didn't even see all of them because like the tone shifts dramatically by the second. The budget gets bigger. Um, Catherine Hardwick isn't on, so, like, nobody is trying to kind of make it, like, an aesthetically interesting movie, which I think she... The movie's kind of wild, like, this one, in the things that she tries to do with it, but, like, it, it's, like, something... Like, she clearly has a vision, whereas the other ones just feel like big budget oh, she blockbusters. Ma- she definitely makes... Yeah, she definitely yeah. makes a lot of choices, and she like like or dislike this movie, it's a very so like defined, a clearly defined yeah. style and personality yeah. and, and, and mood and influential for like basically all the YA stuff that came out for like the next like five years after this, like TV shows and movies. Yeah, it was all trying to be Twilight, all taking on the same kind of color scheme and like moody, gloomy, whatever. So like even her own films, didn't she make that like really moody Red Riding Hood one? Did she? 
Oh, I, I think so. With like Amanda Seyfried. Oh, I don't yeah, know. I, I didn't. Knew that. I didn't. I forgot that movie happened until you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, everyone forgot it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I was looking at her filmography recently. That's why. Catherine Hardwick has just done a lot. Yeah, she did that one. Red Riding Hood. But it's true. It did feel like kind of everything that came in the wake of Twilight was just trying to look and feel exactly like Twilight. Oh, yeah, and like the Which has a specific indie tone. rock like score, like everything. So yeah. Well, Catherine Hardwick started as like a production designer before she got into directing. Yeah. Oh. Um. She did like she did well like the ones that are like of note on her letterbox are Vanilla Sky, Three Kings, Tank Girl, and then Freaked. Um. Of Alex Winter frame. Oh my god, and Thrashing! Thrashing, a movie about skateboarding. Yeah! Hell yeah. Wow, she's really deep into the skateboarding uh, movie canon. Yeah, the (laughs) skateboarding is cinematic universe. Hell yeah. I love how blue this movie is. I I think it's great. It's like, they just put like a filter over the whole thing and I'm digging it. I think it changes... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, um, it's just a lot. It's a lot of tints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. It's like, it, it reminds me of like when Instagram came out and everyone's just like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> Let's it's go. Me- Let's put these filters on. Oh, yeah. I used to like think to myself like, oh, one day I'd love to like readapt Twilight and like make it some kind of Sofia Coppola, like gloomy movie. And then rewatching it this time, I was like, that's the dumbest thought I've ever had. Like, this is this isn't like a critical <laughs> you think like that's the dumbest thought well, you've ever had. It's not like yes, this movie isn't like a fucking masterpiece, but I think it is a perfect relic of the time it came out. Like, it just feels mm-hmm. like everything about it. Like, I wouldn't change a thing. I don't need it to be better or like feel more prestigious. It's a silly story, written by like a weird woman who was trying to like sneak in some morals about sex and like monsters. Cause she's a Mormon. And like, it, it's like, it's, it's, and it's, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's I totally bananas. Like that's literally, it's a metaphor, you know, it's for, a Mormon story. Yeah. Stephanie Myers is whack. We don't, she's, we're, we don't support her. She's not whack in a good way. Um, she but, I don't like, know anything about, she had a cameo her. in this movie. I know. Really? She's in the worst. It was so odd. Who, they were just like, who was she? Stephanie, here's your she's pancakes or whatever. In the like diner. I had Twilight oh. seen it for we, and that was one of the questions. And I remember <laughs> <laughs> it, the game sucked because I knew the answers to every single one of the questions. Oh, she was yeah. writing in the diner. That is so funny. Um, do you guys want to tell me about your uh, relationships with this movie? Uh, yeah, I saw I saw them all like last year. Um, really, that late? Uh, yeah, yeah. A partner was like, "You haven't seen Twilight? This? You haven't seen it?" And I was like, "No, I've never seen it." <laughs> and I sat down and watched it, and I was like, it, "The first one wasn't that bad." I was actually, I, I enjoyed it. But then, like, I don't know, the whole series is, as a whole is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Especially once you get to the third movie. I'm like, what are you even telling a story about right now? Like, what What are we, what is this world? They're going to Rome, then they're coming back, and then they're fighting, like, 
uh, like ultra, ultra yeah the ultra vi- vampires ventrilli yeah oh it, damn it is ridiculous but i love how um bella and what's his name edward um they really <laughs> are consistent characters and just wild the whole time um yeah. I, I yeah i i was i was shocked that it got hated on so much because it is just a regular movie but i think this was when was this 2008 the same era when people like just hated justin bieber as well oh yeah um, like <laughs> And I think just I mean, like I don't know, hating hating things that women enjoyed or young girls enjoyed yeah. during that time too. Absolutely. So, and I also, I mean, this and was, Twilight's. It, oh, sorry, and Twilight specifically, I mean, it's you know, it's uh, sort of problematic as we'll probably yeah. get into, but it's also, <laughs> but it's also like very framed as like this uh, teenage woman's fantasy. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's like ripe for like everyone to hate. Uh, because of sexism. and But also, like, it was everywhere. And mm-hmm. it, it was, uh, you're right, Adam, like, if you weren't in, like, the right age group and probably, like, 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 if you were outside of its demographic, I can understand why you would be like, this is the dumbest shit ever, you know? I think if it came right. out now, like, I see all these, like, Wattpad movies being made and I'm like, wow, this is, horrible but i know that actual people in their demographic like them i think twilight's mm-hmm. probably like that it's just better because it's the blueprint baby <laughs> we wouldn't have 50 uh, shades of gray which i've never seen or read without twilight mm-hmm. yeah but i don't know like you know <laughs> i don't know if like twilight walks so that that can run that 50 shades doesn't really run no i i know i'm i'm just saying tw- <laughs> I'm more saying that Twilight has a terrible cultural legacy and that all the work that it's inspired is just progressively worse. Um, <laughs> but that I like to enjoy Twilight as a weird relic. I just wish we would keep the ideals in, of Twilight back at its time and not keep trying to like make new movies that are essentially Twilight knockoffs where it's like I can't excuse how toxic and horrible this is. Anyways, yeah, uh, I had never seen it before three hours ago. Really? Uh, and really, not for any reason. Like I was not against it. I was not against seeing it. Uh, uh, sometimes when like uh, everyone recommends something, then it just moves further and further down my list because. Uh, you know, I just like to beat to my own my own my own drum. You're too cool like for to, it. <laughs> you guys. I have this thing. I have this thing with like TV shows that uh, when someone recommends a TV show to me, it moves further down my watch list. Oh, same. I feel it moves I, a spot lower on my watch I, list. Adam, it's I the Taurus in us. I was just like, I kind of get that because it's not necessarily like I want to watch it less, but I'm like, oh, I don't need to like actively keep this in my mind because I'm going to know it exists no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch it eventually. I don't need to, you know, no. it's, it's always there. For me, it's And also a- once like everyone has talked so much about something and it's like, you know, the cultural conversation has gone around a circle so many times. I'm just like, I don't, I mean, now I'm just like exhausted by it and I've never even seen it. Yeah. That's why like I didn't watch that Joker movie for so long because it was just like. I've heard so many people talk about this from so many different directions that now I'm just like, I don't like, I don't care. I'm not going to be able to just watch it like 
divorced from any expectations. So now I just kind of like never want to see it. Totally. Um, but, you know, I'm glad I watched Twilight. Like I, I had an okay time. I, I think it's a decent movie. Also, you uh, watched it like 12 years later. Like, you know, I think the yeah. cultural conversation, <laughs> although it is being brought it's back past. up again, actually, because of nostalgic yeah, teenagers, it's mostly the OG conversation has passed. Mm-hmm. Guys, can I just say, I, I, it, I don't know why I spend so much time on TikTok. Quarantine is going to be the death of me. But um, <laughs> I've seen, like, I hope not. teens are trying to bring back the aesthetic of Twilight, which is objectively ugly, like the clothes and like whatever. And I've seen two different girls give themselves the uh, Edward's sister, Alice. She has that crazy haircut, which oh my God. is the worst haircut to me personally in the history of ever. I think it's ever. cool. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't think it was really. Bad. Even at the time, I was like, I can't believe they're doing this to her. It's very um, anime. But I've seen two different girls be like, "I'm giving myself Alice from Twilight's haircut," and these are like girls that are like 15. I'm like, "Were you? I guess you were alive just, when this movie came out, but barely. <laughs> what are you doing? It's just like, is it not just like a layered, like short haircut that has like hairspray but it's in it? So spiky. <laughs> it's just anime hair. <laughs> It's just... She's a pro tag. Literally. She could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Oh, the uh, the other thing I wanted to say with my uh, context um, part of this for me is like the other thing that I just knew, obviously, it was very in the cultural uh, sphere was like the whole Team Edward, <laughs> Team Jacob thing. But Jacob's <laughs> not even in this movie. He's in like two scenes. I was so surprised. I thought it was going to be like they're both you know, fighting for Bella's love, and then Bella's like, oh, who do I love? That wow, happens that's later. That's what later ones are about? Yeah. yeah. I guess that's that's what I figured out. Jacob becomes this. a much more central character in the second one, and that's when he, like, quote, gets hot and, like, okay. takes his shirt off all the time. He um, does. Is in New Moon. Um, I think he's one of the creepiest characters of the series. Oh, um, I hate Jacob. Really? I hate... Hate Jacob. This he, movie, he seems like the least creepy person. This, he, yeah, no, 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 no. Just, That's what I thought too. Around. That's what I thought too. And then at the end of the, no, just his character arc. By the end, I'm like, you, sir, are yeah. weird. <laughs> you are I absolutely have weird. Have no respect for anybody who was Team Jacob. Like, yeah, he yes, fu- <laughs> they're both toxic in their own ways but like edward is toxic in a very upfront kind of way where it's like he genuinely loves bella and like is mature enough i guess jacob's toxicness is just the most chaotic childish like aggro like like toxic masculinity kind of because when he becomes a wolf he becomes a lot less sweet and like he he becomes this like alpha male type and so it's kind of like like goth guy versus alpha male whatever and it's like oh why would you ever pick jacob sorry no it's true i i I have a question off of that um there were people that were team jacob after watching all of the movies Mm -hmm. yeah oh well that's why what does he do in the later ones but like think about the context the people that were fighting over team jacob and team edward were like 14 year olds and yeah. our perception of like what is toxic was very different then like 
Okay. Yeah. I could recognize that Jacob was toxic, but like, I don't even think I saw it as toxic. I just, I didn't like him. And also I'm biased for Edward, but like, Edward is just as toxic. Like, is, uh, like yeah. What does I, Jacob do in the later ones? Do you guys care about spoilers? Spoilers, 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 spoilers. No. Edward, no. <laughs> I'm going to, Hannah, correct me if this is false. No, I way. love it. <clears throat> but Edward and Bella have a child. Oh, um, yeah. Jacob's okay. immediately jealous. It's whatever, whatever. Uh, it's a vampire kid. And oh. uh, they walk outside with the child. And Jacob uh, immediately imprints on the child, which means they're bonded for life and they're going to get married. Oh. And, like, he That's doesn't have a choice oh. that about, like, imprinting. But then it's, like, supposed to be the resolution Wait. to him and Bella's, like, romance story is that, like... Oh, he didn't. It wasn't Bella. It was like what was? It was her daughter that he was like. It was Bella's kid who like, now has no choice. Who, okay, ever, here's but, the, here's the thing. Meyer, please. Um, this. one thing is that like Renesmee is a vampire human, um, hybrid, and so in in the lore of Twilight, it means that she ages rapidly fast until she gets to like. I don't know, I guess an age where she's, like, an adult, but, like, young adult. I, I don't know what the logic yeah. is. But then she'll, she she's stuck that way forever. So it was, like, she was going to quickly, I guess, progress to be his age. Although mentally, she would still be... <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's not... And no, it's not okay. It's, it's whack. It's the it's most, weird. like, how do I make this not weird? Oh, I didn't say okay in uh, the sense of that is okay. I was <laughs> um, saying okay. But I don't like, think anyone okay. was like really a fan of that. <laughs> like, I think before the last book and movie, like New Moon mm -hmm. is like Edward um, leaves because he gets, because Bella almost dies because of his brother. And so he leaves and she gets He's so, so depressed and just, it's so, the book is, was the worst one because she's just depressed and then she hangs out with Jacob and then he falls for her and then she like basically she becomes like a thrill adrenaline junkie and then Alice sees a vision that Bella's jumping off this cliff and they think that she's like committing suicide and so then Edward is like if I can't if she's not alive on this earth I don't want to be either so he goes to um Italy to the Vatican, which is where the Volturi lives, which are like the ancient society of like high priests of vampires or whatever. Super And then vampires. he goes to the middle of the square in like in the Vatican or Rome or whatever and like takes his shirt off. He like unbuttons his shirt because in the sunlight because uh, they'll kill him for exposing him. Like that's their big rule. But then Bella gets there just in time because Alice sees a vision of that and comes and gets her and stops him from doing that. This is so convoluted. It's kind of like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, which is the OG, like, really toxic kind of, not, yeah, kind of toxic teen love story. So, like, people always blame Twilight for creating this phenomena of, like, shit, which I kind of was just doing, but ignore me. <laughs> but, like, really, like, historically, everything made for teenage girls is, like, frighteningly toxic and about romanticizing men's shitty behavior. I guess mm -hmm. so we're socialized to endure it. <laughs> Anyways. Does someone want to... This one just seems so... This seems so, like, uh, 
I mean, I guess it's hard for me to put it in the context of the time it was made because I didn't watch it then. I only watched it now. But it just seems so upfront with like Edward's toxic behavior, mm -hmm. like that he is just so like emotionally removed and so like an asshole. Edward's yeah, the worst. Yeah. I hate him. <laughs> yeah, he to put it in one word, he's the worst. But um, wait, okay, I'm that sorry. That it almost what? just seemed like it like had to be a critique of that. I'm sorry. What? But he's. Awful. You like Edward? You still I like Edward? I can't. Guys, he's like the reason I like the kind of guys that I like is because oh, of Edward. No. Like he's had such a profound <laughs> impact on me that like he's I like, I why? I know he's gross, but like Edward, I'm oh. still. I Edward can't. is like if JD from Heather's wasn't like satire. Yes. But that is, but that is. But that's why it, it felt so on the nose and so upfront that I was like, this has to be satire. This has to be a critique. Not, but not when you're 12 and you watch it and then you grow I know, up and I that's know. your idea of like teen romance. And then you're a 23 year old woman and you still have like really, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway. So bad. <laughs> That is so fucked up, though. Like, I can't, I, I can't believe that. Yeah, this, this, I guess, character was just a norm, like a normal dude was sold to the public like that. I don't. That just makes me feel. But weird. see, you guys, that's like people always criticize Twilight in this way for like selling it, but like Twilight is just more upfront about it because there's this very clear yeah. monster and like human or like prey and predator whatever like dynamic between the two of them so it's easier to understand but like he is an exaggerated version of like most teen romance tropes like that is he's not the first he's not the blueprint he's just like the yeah. most obvious and i would say like i don't think we should give maybe the movie because i i think katherine hardwick is intelligent but like I know for a fact Stephanie Myers was not trying to make a satire. <laughs> like that bitch was yeah, like trying to nail it into our yeah. heads. Like that, yeah. you know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying that the movie actually was uh, meant to be a satire, or that the books. I I definitely believe you that they were uh, meant to just be a ordinary teen love story. Uh, that's maybe a little more exaggerated, but like, yeah, even just making him a literal vampire, it's like, that's the, that's the symbolic thing. If you were to make a critique about yeah. like, uh, teen romances, like you would make the dude a vampire. Mm -hmm. Yes. But what you failed to, uh, to factor in Adam is that vampires, uh, have historically been very sexy. Like, Yes, yeah. I know mm. what you mean, and it should work on an intellectual level, but you forget the fact that, like, on a purely uh, other level, vampires register something completely else, different, and they're, yeah. you know, and it, so, I know what you and mean. And in this movie as well, it's like everything is so romantic, like, the vampire, the vampirism of the vampires is just kind of like this cool thing. And it's the sexy thing. It's not like something. Oh to really yeah, critique. I love. They're like the best dressed people. They have the nicest house. He drives. <laughs> they're so good at baseball. The yeah. <laughs> talk about their. They're cars so good. They can't even so play it in daytime. I hate oh, his I Volvo. <laughs> I hate his Volvo. His Volvo and the Jeep, but like, I swear, 
those the books really drill it into your head what kind of cars everyone has and i don't know why it's such an important detail <laughs> but every time i hear <laughs> the word volvo yes. i think of edward cullen i can't i hate his car his car is so ugly i um, um should we i guess we never summarized this but should we but we summarized the rest of the books um should we just assume That's true, people, but not the one we're here people, to do. <laughs> like, I'm surprised Adam hadn't seen this. I just assumed everyone in our generation had. So should we just yeah. assume that? Yeah, it's... it's I, yeah, I mean, it was just such a phenomenon. But it's odd, odd because, like, I feel like by the time the fifth one came out... Uh, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it had already kind of, like, dropped out of the cultural mm-hmm. conversation... Maybe this is just my perception, like, not watching no, the movies. I think you're right. Um, but it just seemed like when I was in middle school, it was such a phenomenon. And then, I don't know, were middle schoolers, you know, three years younger than us? Like, were they still going to see these movies? Or was it just, like, the people in our generation who... Not that that's, like, a well, major generation difference. But even, like, within that little pocket, like, was it just us then who was going to see these other ones? Because they're like, well, we got to finish it. But people weren't really, like... <laughs> Well, I think a lot Still, of this, like, yeah. Still, like, ecstatic about it? Like, I've grown out of it. I didn't see the last ones. And, like, people who are younger than us, I think by the time they became age-appropriate for Twilight, they'd grown up with the cultural kind of uh, debate about it being that, like, this is stupid and lame and, like, right. Twilight is for idiot teenage girls. Like, similar to how, like, I never listened to Britney Spears as a small child because by the time I was old enough to listen to her... All I was told was that she was like this dumb bimbo, and now I'm old enough to appreciate her. But yeah, like, you realize actually the music's really good. Yeah, um, but like, like I think that's just how this stuff happens. I don't know. Right. The uh, last Twilight movie came out the same year that uh, Spring Breakers came out. Damn. Yeah. See, that's the movie oh, I was wow. seeing over the last Twilight movie. I moved on. Um. Do we? What do we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wrote notes, sort of, but then I stopped. I wrote no well, notes. I, can I just say one thing on what you said uh, just now about how, like, by the time other people had got to it, you know, the it, the image was already, I guess, soiled, so it's like yeah. it didn't really get passed down. I just think that's interesting, like, what happens with series and... Because I, I think that, like, Harry Potter had the opposite effect, where, like, people still had a lot of fondness for it. Um and I think kids still see them. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a kid, but it feels like it was a positive connotation with those movies that got passed down to future generations. And so those still kind of continue to live on. Now J.K. Rowling is doing her best to soil the legacy <laughs> yeah. of the movies and uh, definitely succeeding. But, you know, at least for a while, like, it's, I don't know, it's interesting to put these two against each other because I think that those were, like, the two massive... Yeah. Uh, Hunger Game. But Hunger Games, not the same. It that wasn't was as big. No, but it well, was. Yeah, it, it was, that was huge. It was huge for, like, when it came out for, like, middle school kids. I was yes. in middle um, school when those kids. I was out, on so MTV was Movie like Night huge. to talk about the Hunger Games. When it... it, Wait, it what did you say? What? Um, oh, I was on... Um, MTV had this, like, movie show they did once a week. And they got teenage girls to come on and talk about the Hunger Games because just because it was coming out and adults didn't know what it was. So you can, if you break into the MTV archives, you can find 14-year-old Hannah oh, 
Damn, I want to hear what you said. Oh, um, they used this clip of me trying to describe how much I like PETA. And I was like, he's just so cute and sweet. And then I like shake my head (laughs) and I was like, I don't know. Um, So, yeah. Any advice? That character is another twisted character. I will say. PETA? Him and Gail. I like PETA. I hate Gail. Gail sucks. Mm -hmm. I don't remember this story well enough to have any input. We'll see. Then it They're wasn't that true. big that, with that your makes... generation, Nora. Because but that, what? Well, I could, I could see that. That's like the next one that, yeah. Like by that point, we were already in high school, so it was like, oh yeah, that Hunger Games thing. But if that was the the equivalent of Twilight, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it. I was like a little like too cool like, for it. I don't know, like pseudo goth alt kid i don't know but because <laughs> i was you like were too cool talking for about it, Hunger Games and i was what just say you were too cool for it it's okay i get yeah i was too cool i read it but then i like <laughs> i read it and watched the first movie but then that was it i dropped off i didn't continue with the series i did like installment one and then i was like reading like neil gaiman's like sandman comics and stuff wow um, so yeah i was just too cool and then also like the fault in our stars i guess was another big like young adult teen franchise that mm. came out god I franchise. Like 13 14 that was like when i was like going from middle school to high school can i tell y'all something about john green yeah of course sure he he used to go on tumblr a lot oh, i um, remember when a, a bunch of my friends and i were on tumblr heavy and my friends would bully that grown man. They, <laughs> they literally, well, because he was just weird, and like he was, he was making all these like YA books or whatever. Yeah. And and then he was on Tumblr like talking to people, and it's like we're all fifteen, sixteen. Get out of here, old guy. <laughs> like it was strange. So someone um edited his post to say some ungodly stuff. Like, uh, like from, oh, no. like yeah, from his. It, they edited it so it looked like he said it because Tumblr's editing system was crazy. You could just basically like a retweet, but you could change whatever the person said. Wait, is that the post that made them like change that feature? Yes, my friend who what? will not be named edited his post. John Green got so upset oh he God. complained to Tumblr HQ, and they changed the wow. edit feature completely. They oh were like, my God. switch it up. Switch it up. Your friend revolutionized wow. Tumblr. I, I'm yeah. talking to a celebrity here. Oh, it wasn't on me. It wasn't on me. Why? But, but but like you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, talking to someone who knows someone who changed the world. Yeah. Um, I'll send y'all the post. Um, but also, yeah, I just wanted to let you know. On a um, thank you. Just going back to uh, what you were saying, Adam, like comparing Twilight and Harry Potter. Um. I think uh, to go off that point, it's like Harry Potter's legacy, you know, other than J.K. JK Rowling's bullshit, like it's legacy up until very recently has been upheld because I think adults saw value in it. And like, I didn't read the Harry Potter books because I wasn't a nerd. Um, But I, (laughs) from what I've heard, they are more critically like, like they're better written but like twilight isn't a great written book they're not like i the harry potter movies the ones i saw are better than the twilight franchise like i can see there's like an actual like harry potter critically is like a better 
frame. But at the same time, I do think like, you know, something that appealed to like adults and children versus something that was made specifically for like girls going through puberty and their suburban mothers, like people don't value like things that are enjoyed by those demographics. It's, you know, it's like the whole thing of like, you know, the people never credit teenage girls for the things they like until those things become mass appealing. Like the Beatles were originally a boy band, as we all know, and all, all that stuff, you know, sexism. And because it's not like the the cultural writers who decide quickly what gets to be like canonized and what gets to be, yeah, you know, decided are are the are the great works. Like, there's it's not teenage girls in those spaces. Absolutely. Uh, so so like yeah, anything that doesn't appeal to whoever those cultural writers are, it's like they just write it off. Yeah, no pun intended. Like it's like I can't relate to this, so like it must not have a value. So it must suck, yeah. When it's like, ah, uh, it's, it's been really Twilight cool. Is actually bad though. But like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't actually really think it's good, yeah. but I, I think it's just the, you know, like, I'm just talking in general. But I think, but like, it's still something that should be covered. Like it's also uh, sorry, but I, uh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You were talking. Oh no! I I, just, I was just, just talking about I guess cultural writers and culture writers and and just people who cover uh, um and entertainment in general. Um, I feel like we're very rigid. A few years ago, even just like five years ago, um, was mostly white man uh, male dominated mm-hmm. offices. But in recent years, it seems like it, it's it's switched up a bunch. Um, and there's a lot of uh, especially like women of color who are reporting on these things. Like I saw a lot of reporting on uh, Supernatural because there was a huge series finale. It's been going on for like ages or whatever, but it was taken like seriously because there are a lot of people invested in it. Um, whether you like it or not, like people care about it. And it was yeah. nice to see like women notify this trend and like be like, okay, I'm going to write about this because people care about it. And like, it shouldn't just be ignored and I guess tossed, tossed away because teenage Absolutely. girls enjoy it. Yeah. I, I completely yeah, definitely. I think it. until very, yeah, I think until very recently, like, I mean, just speaking of film specifically, like there's most of the film writers were super snobby, look down upon anything that's even like, uh mainstream appealing yeah and um yeah i think that whether or not you like like or dislike this movie or movies you know like it it still deserves to yeah be given the time of day and like be discussed at the same to the same um uh extent as or or to the same uh level of respect as like whatever citizen kane <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i would watch this over citizen kane any fucking day of the week and like also I, it's I definitely wouldn't but <laughs> i just would not I res- just i respect you Hannah. i know i I'm, still I'm not have to watch that shit i'm not saying <laughs> it's better i do not I, like but look it's to each their own and like i don't think that twilight is like a great piece of art like I've said but I think it's an interesting one for me personally like I think even though the metaphor is very kind of cut and dry perhaps if you read it at like surface level I think there's like a lot to kind of dissect about like the cultural impact it has had on young women why these specific stories relate to us you know how it's affected you know the way we review 
or we look at love and like also just I don't know I think there is a lot there and I think maybe it's because I it appealed to me so much at the time but like I do enjoy it as kind of like a time capsule of like this awful awkward phase in my life you know that this movie symbolizes and I don't know I feel like I'm really not interested in people's like critical take of like this movie is good or bad because I don't think that's relevant here I mean personally I I just don't care for like valuing movies in that way like um but I think it's specifically in this case it's like its value doesn't necessarily come from its cinematic genius its value comes from like right I don't know the role it played in the lives of its fan base which again is like a toxic role it's not great but there's a lot to dissect there and I still enjoy it when I watch it I could quote most of it for you um I I don't know. And I actually think that, like, we really gave, I think Robert Pattinson, not great in this. I think Kristen Stewart, we, you know, tore her to shreds for her performance in this. And she's not actually that bad. I think she's doing exactly what this material calls for. Yeah, her character's, her character's really bad. But oh, fine. Bella I, is a horrible, like, role model for women and not a good character at all. Um, but also, she's... yeah. I was just gonna say every like I feel like this movie is everything that has to do with like Edward and Bella is bad but everything else is pretty okay like everything else is like pretty compelling to me like I think her friends are hilarious I think the weird vampire family (laughs) is such a funny concept and they're so ridiculous I think her biology teacher the I the biology teacher and her dad are my favorite characters and performances in the film um but I just think the two of them are actually bad and make the movie worse. And I think if they weren't in it, it'd be so much better. It would just be this weird, like, Jim Jarmusch type movie about <laughs> the people living in Forks, Washington. Yeah, that people is what just I hanging out in want. Forks. I want this But it's town. really moody and it's always really cloudy there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's just some vampires that are in this weird, like, commune, like, just outside of town. And I don't know if you can call a that a Jeep. commune. They live in like the nicest, most hipster house I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like. They okay in the parasite house. Um. In a mansion. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. it is. <laughs> They're stacked in there. Well, because Carlisle's um, a doctor, and they don't have to pay for food or plumbing. They explain it in the book. And they've lived for a million years. Oh yeah, sense. they have yeah, had a lot wait. of time to save up. I also I also find it hilarious that they're all like vampires, but maybe this is elaborated on later. But it seemed like they weren't even interesting vampires. They all just like got Spanish flu, um, and then got cured. So they, they didn't like, all get young. Spanish flu. <laughs> flu. That's what it. That's what was implied. Um, no. <laughs> then what do happened? You wanna, do you want? Okay. So yes to Edward. Um, I think Esme, and his wife. Esme might have had a similar thing where she was like a patient of Carlisle's. Um, and yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's, like what Edward, hospital, that's what Edward said. said. And then he and, said the rest just followed well, or no, something along those lines. They did in, in the way that like, I can't, Alice has some crazy story that I can't remember that she like came to them. Same with Jasper. Jasper was actually a Confederate soldier. 
Jasper seems so funny. ridiculous. He also has no accent in this film, but by the next film, he has a southern accent. And yeah, we learned he was a Confederate soldier. Um, anyways, uh, I like how Rosalie like has this really boring. tragic story where she was the second changed, and she was supposed to be partner for like edward when she was changed and he wasn't interested so that's why she resents bella in this way and she also just doesn't want to be a vampire it hers is really sad she, it was like the night before her wedding and then like she, her drunk husband and like his friends like did terrible things and she was found in the streets freezing to death um and and yeah Emmett, she saved him from being attacked by a bear I like, uh, I like how they're all just like boring American vampires. Like none of them like are they're, they're just like from the Midwest. Um, excuse me. If I guess you... they would draw too much attention if they were interesting. Guys, yeah. Read mm. the other books. You'll learn all about the vampires over the world. There are the Italian vampires in in no. um uh in Breaking Dawn. There's they have vampires from all over the the world yeah. with their different no, that's, vampire that's cultures. Chill. I just like that the main characters of these this story are like the most boring vampires. I mean, um, yeah, like or like I feel like maybe it could just be like leveled up a bit. And it's like, oh, this is a vampire from like 1975 who like worked um for some like corporation um <laughs> in accounting. <laughs> Nari, go. Hannah's age twelve. Hannah's age twelve love for Twilight is coming out. Yeah, it's intense. I love it. I mean, I just I know it's not great, and I'm not defending it, but it's like I also it. I don't know. It's just important to me in some dumb way, even though I I'm happy to That's critique fine. it That's because fine. you can like it. You no, can like it. But I know it's a sack of shit. But like, there <laughs> are there, I think there are some actual like virtues to the film like in the way i think there are interesting things going on or whatever or but uh i just i can't i don't know i can't it's like it's like if you were really into like justin bieber and you're like and then you like still are like oh i hear it and i'm still gonna sing along or whatever i don't yeah yeah i mean you have a toxic relationship to twilight you know (laughs) you have a vampiristic relationship yeah i mean this is like i made a short film uh, for Insomniac called Celestial and this Celestial amazing film thank you this uh, movie was the inspiration for it like I was literally thinking about Twilight when I decided to make it like because I yeah. think it, it is important to me but I also know that it's fucked up I don't know anyways what else guys such a bad oh I just want since we were we were talking about Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, this might be because like uh, you know we we know since Twilight that both of them have made a lot of really interesting mm-hmm. career choices and have had some really great performances. So I was definitely looking at it at their performances through a different lens. But I actually didn't think they were bad with the material they were given. Yeah. Like um, I think that uh, as we've said, the Edward Cullen character <laughs> is terrible and toxic, and that relationship is awful. But I think it's kind of a testament to Robert Pattinson that, like, <laughs> yeah. everyone was still in, in love with him. Like, he makes him kind of, he makes him compelling in a way. I don't know. Like, there's not a lot to the character, but. He's beautiful. He at least plays that, like, emotional distance well. And, yeah, when he sparkles, it's beautiful. Um, I love Robert Pattinson when he doesn't sparkle auditioned too, for this movie as a joke and then got it in a cruel 
twist of fate and then openly <laughs> hated this movie for the entire yeah so respect to him i guess i, I think don't know. you could you could kind of tell in his performance that he was not having the greatest time okay his performance is he's a good actor in general but this is a whack performance like I, and it, part of it is the material, it. but part of it is like, it's so crazy. The faces so he makes scary. are so crazy. He, he is terrifying. I'm, I, this is a horror movie. It's <laughs> terrifying. That's like the scariest relationship ever. Yeah. Did you guys ever see, like, um, when Taylor Swift hosted SNL in like 2008 or nine? She they did a stupid parody of Fire or of Twilight called Firelight, where instead of a vampire, it's Bill Hader as Frankenstein, and she's like playing <laughs> Kristen Stewart. And like, I doubt it's funny, but like, I don't know, it, it's just a relic. Anyways, go YouTube that listener if you want. Anyways, I I was just trying to remember some of what edward says to bella but i just remember they're having like a really crazy conversation in the like greenhouse when their teacher's talking about compost and he's like don't drink the compost juice to the guy that almost like hit bella with the car and i don't remember yeah i don't remember what edward said but i remember he's just saying some crazy shit and i was like stop like don't don't say that bella run go away go to your friends it's not safe for us to be friends and then he gets mad at her for like slipping or doing something. And then yeah, yeah, she like falls. He's like, "Can you at least be careful?" Her. And then he's like, "I want to stay away from you. There's no room for you on my bus. I'm sorry, I'm so rude. Go away." Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I We're... think Bella shouldn't have yeah, ditched sorry. her super fun friends. Who I also couldn't tell like how people were supposed to react to her when she came to school. Because at first, when she first pulls up in her truck, it seems like everybody hates her. But she's different. Um, but then it seems like she's the coolest girl in school in like 30 seconds. Well, she's gorgeous. But she's like the new, it's because she's new, yeah. And she's she's cool, she's quiet and mysterious. But I yeah. love her friends. I love how like normal. And they're in like a small town. Yeah. 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 I love her friends you know, She's so just like much. a new person who moved here. It's like, oh, what's up with her? This I movie love is Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah, at her best. Yeah, Anna Kendrick's really good. She's great. Um... And Susie Crabgrass from, from did you guys ever watch Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide on Nickelodeon? Yes. Yeah. That Susie Crabgrass isn't that the girl's name? Yeah, yeah. She's she's Angela, who's my favorite. I love Angela. Oh, yo! I didn't even realize that, but yes, that's that's like yeah. Ned's crush. Yeah, yeah. The show. Okay. Wow. Star studded. Yeah, seriously. Um, Um, we're already kind of getting here, but uh, since we are in the midst of our Chris at Whack mini series, we're talking about movies with uh, people named Chris in them. Uh, we should walk down that Chris Crescent and talk about Kristen Stewart. Sure, choice. Uh, Yeah, great choice. I love Kristen Stewart. Me too. I feel I'm really happy she's getting this kind of like. People are taking back all the horrible things they said about her, you know. Yeah. Because all of the criticism. Time... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. At this. No. <laughs> <laughs> you could go ahead. Sorry, you're saying uh, sure. at this time. Oh no! Just like at this time, like people were so harsh to her. When it's like, I honestly don't think 
she's like people were like she's not acting she can't act whatever and like she does mm-hmm. some pretty funny things but i think she is using her awkwardness to like her advantage here like i think she's doing yeah i like it and i like how she underacts in this subtle way i think if she was really dramatic and acted a lot like in this movie like it would feel really out of place like it's supposed to be kind of i don't know weird and subdued in that way and like yeah, it's like brooding. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like well, Robert Pattinson's already doing crazy shit. Like, you need someone to kind of be like, not uh, doing that. I don't know. I yeah, the critics. Like... Oh, sorry. It's it's weird because we can't raise our hands and like see each other right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now you can go ahead. I was just gonna say it's like she's like. Like, you can tell that she's acting so hard in this, but it's also because she's just given, like, the shittiest character ever to play. Yeah. So, Yeah, Bella's know. a shitty character. She's also 18, and, like, probably... Yeah. She's an awkward person in real life. So she's a funny choice for this, honestly, because she's... Like, how is the character written in the book? Like, this. Like, she's supposed to be kind of, like... Not like other girlsy, like mysterious and like kind of, you know, she's like, oh, I don't like I don't want friends, but everyone kind of just becomes her friend. And she's obsessed with reading like Wuthering Heights. Um, I don't know why that's oh relevant, but it's like, you know, Hell yeah. bookish. They... Oh. She's Sorry, like I'm just... not an interesting character. Um, but I think Kristen Stewart makes her more relatable than the book does, at least. Because in the book, she's, like, super smart. And it's, like, I don't know. It's just, like, she's, I don't know. But in this, you're, like, as, as like, a really, like, I don't know. I ever, I like her. She, mm-hmm. she, she, she's awkward and pasty. Um, I'm <laughs> awkward and pasty. I don't know. We're, like... Are they- Everybody in this book, or not in the book, in the movie, just looks sick. Like they, the way it's photographed, they, like literally everyone just looks like. Obviously, there's no sun there, so maybe they need like some sun, but, or they just like look like they need to eat some vit, like have some vitamins, eat some fruit. Well, in the in the movie or in the books, like they're all described as being really pale. Like her and her and the vampires, obviously. I mean, it is like the Northwest. Like you're gonna look. That way, there isn't a lot of sun. It's so rainy. Um, I don't know. Oh my god, there's one scene where there's, like, rain effects in the background. Like, in the ambiance, there's, like, rain sounds. But there there was, like, no rain visible on screen. And I thought that was great. I thought that was really fun. It's. <laughs> I think a lot of the criticisms I've heard about the character, uh, Bella are just, like, about her as a human. I feel like she really doesn't do anything too outlandish or anything. She's, like, a teenager who is thrust into this horrible vampire world of years and years of history and carnage. I I just feel like she doesn't really have time to react to any of the things that are happening. Um, Mm -hmm. And when she's sad, like, I get that, like... I don't know. I feel like people just expect so much out of that character, but they no. really need to chill out. Well, it's a fault. She's well, like, it's a fault of the writing. I think yeah. that she has like no agency and does nothing. It mm-hmm. is. It is totally the fault. And that of she's the just writing. manipulated by everyone else. But yeah. But, um, but I agree. Like the hate shouldn't be directed towards her. It's Kristen Stewart. People were talking about. It's like 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, How well, they didn't like... Her? People didn't like yeah, her exactly. performance. I, I definitely agree. But it's like, there. this is a character with no personality. So it's like, you're you're going to get a performance with not a lot of personality. Like, I... And if anything, she at least tries something. Like, I don't yeah. know, like, she makes a choice for the character. Like, again, I think the character is very bad and poorly written. Um, but yeah, I think Kristen Stewart's fine. It's not the problem. No, oh my god, she's not the problem. I think she's, I think retroactively, like, she and Robert Pattinson were weird choices to lead a blockbuster franchise of, like, teen romance because neither of them are the types. They're both, like, weird hipster types. No, but that's, we we talked about that a little on the um, Personal Shopper episode, but I think it's so cool that both of them, like, cash their checks with these this franchise. Yeah. They seem like they had a terrible time doing it, and I feel, <laughs> and I feel for them, like, it doesn't seem like it was a fun experience. Well, they fell in love, though. Um, yeah, they fell in love, and that's great. And now, as artists, like, they're just kind of following what they want to do. Like, they're just doing weird little indie stuff, or Robert Pattinson's now doing a bit more uh, big-budget mainstream stuff. But either way, they're just following, like, their artist artistic ambitions now because they're like, yeah, we made the money doing the thing that we didn't like, and now we're going to use yeah. that leverage to just kind of make what we want. And that's pretty cool. And I, that's that's a, that's awesome. And I'd say they're pretty successful at, like, be, like, sep like, for a while I think it was hard, but now they've separated themselves at least enough from Twilight that, like, they're not going to be type. Yeah, like, definitely. you know been enough time yeah i don't think anyone thinks of them as edward or bella now but that could have been the case i feel like it's actually surprising and rare that they both were able to find success so well, far outside yeah. of it not even like Harry, daniel that's radcliffe true. can barely do it like I no, think, that's harry potter but i <laughs> i think it would be hard i think like the reason why they're able to do that is because they were given characters that have nothing but that should but then but, <laughs> true they're not beloved but characters. their performances no i would well edward cullen is though to this fan base right and like their performances you know were not able to show their best abilities because again not great written characters and so like i'm just saying it's like i'm really happy for both of them that they were able to actually like get careers after twilight because that's not usually the case when you're become known so early for something like this yeah um any other whack actors i guess anna kendrick is probably the wackest actor anna kendrick was she so forgot she was in great. this didn't she forget she was in this i remember reading an article about that <laughs> really really but she's in all That's of funny. them let me check anna maybe she was kendrick messing was the best um i actually think most of the supporting cast was fine like they're, they're all kind of heightened and interesting and yeah i don't know I yep she I forgot <laughs> sorry <laughs> i found it she forgot yes she said i forgot in 2018 um she didn't remember she was in any of them but how <laughs> Was she How does that happen? I no no. I just <laughs> don't understand that if you're like in it <laughs> for so well, long. She must be messing. Her part. It's just were... from a tweet she wrote. I'm looking at the article. Oh, she just remembered. Like, 
her role is like small in this and like i'm surprised she's in all of them because her star was rising by the time like the last ones came out um yeah but like good for her for continuing to have this tiny bit part in twilight um yeah i didn't know she was in it till i watched it today i I had no clue she was in it yeah she was like probably one of the best parts of it she's yeah i think that's like use because anna kendrick can get on my nerves but i think she shines in like roles where she's just playing to that like that exact kind of caricature she's great um mm-hmm. and taylor lautner's not bad in this first one he's not doing that much but i just was like i don't know he was fine that's good for him for being fine yeah <laughs> he was also in grown-ups too yeah, um, yeah, was much he... better in Grown Ups too. I would say. Yeah, I think he was better. In grown-ups <laughs> well, I mean, the writing is like so <laughs> much more to work with, right? In Grown Ups too. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> well, <laughs> you say that as a joke, but he was given like an actual, like, definitive character in, or like character type in Grown Ups too. Whereas yeah. in this, he was just given like childhood friend who dislikes the Cullens. Yeah, and the monkey scene with the with the doll we spoke about. He he does play it well. Yeah. He gets jokes in Grown Ups, too. I don't know. He gets to show some kind of personality. Yeah, I guess he's in more than, like, three scenes in Grown Ups, too. So that is, like, a bonus for his acting chops. <laughs> mm-hmm. He doesn't really act that much anymore, right? I feel like I haven't seen him in... I'm looking him up now. Uh... True. I don't remember Maybe, maybe we talked about years. this on Grown Ups, too, but... But yeah, since 2016, he hasn't done anything. He was in a movie in 2016 called Run the Tide. And that's the last movie or TV show he's made. That dude should relax. Like, he made a lot of movies. Or he was in a lot of movies, sorry. Yeah. Well, he's been acting yeah, maybe since he's, he's a little do- boy. He's doing the, mm-hmm. doing the uh, like, kind of taking the other route uh, from Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, where he's like, you know, I made my money acting and... Maybe I'll go back in the future, but I uh, don't need to do it right now. Well, also... I would love if he, like, steps away from a bit and then comes back and turns out to be an incredible actor. Yeah. Turns, turns out to be a bad actor. Here's the thing is that, like, yeah. he... Robert Pattinson's abs were never that great. Brought Taylor Lautner, like, that was the thing that people talked about him, was that, like, he looked great with his shirt off. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and, like... And he was 16, I'm pretty sure, in the first Twilight. Like, he was, like, a baby. Um, Really? Yeah, he was really young. Like, um, but, like, people only ever talked about him in relation to his body, which I feel like with men, it's rare, like, in comparison to how that happens with women. But, like, he is one of those rare cases of, like, a man whose, like, looks really held back their career because he was really just a sex symbol which again too young for that but um so i don't know i feel like that's probably why he didn't have so much of a career afterwards like it's hard to separate yourself from that when you're only known as like the guy who flashes his abs and who has some taylor swift songs written about him thank you Oh, yeah, they were dating, right? The two tailors. I remember hearing about that. Uh, yeah, they were for a brief period of time, but we got some bangers. Back to December, great Taylor Swift song. That's about him. 
Um, do you know which songs are about like what person? Oh yes, I do. Um, because I know <laughs> for like, the it. most part, there are some that I but like there are some that are very obvious. There are some that are debated, but I can tell you what ones are about John Mayer, what's about Jake Gyllenhaal, what's about Harry Styles. Oh, I got another Jake G ones. That's my guy. Um, All Too Well, which is my favorite Taylor Swift song, is about Jake Gyllenhaal. So is okay, um. There's this one. It's what's it called? Uh, the moment I knew, which my friend and I saw Taylor okay. or saw Jake Gyllenhaal in a play, on Broadway or off Broadway. And he was doing autographs afterwards outside. And then she started playing like one of Taylor Swift's songs written about him while what? we were waiting for him. I don't think he heard, but it was chaotic energy. We were like 15. <laughs> <laughs> I can't so even rude. imagine that. Like like going to meet someone and they're playing a song that your ex wrote about you. Cause she, well, she was like, that's for Taylor. Because we loved Taylor and he broke <laughs> her heart. He was also like 30 and she was like 20 when they dated, which is weird. Oh, interesting. Taylor Uh, Lautner was in a John Singleton film I saw called Abduction. It's his last film. Mm -hmm. Like, was it about abs? Oh, it should have been. It should have been more about abs. No, it was called, I mean, I don't know why I pronounced it like that. It's called Abduction. Okay. I I thought it was going to be a play on that with with Taylor. Um, Mm. (laughs) I have something like super um kind of unrelated but i've just been sinking a lot of time into it so i wanted to talk to you folks about it sure um, okay i thought about it because of jake gyllenhaal and superhero movies but i've been watching the dc movies um Wait, what does that have wild... to do with jake gyllenhaal he's in the marvel ones. let funke finish oh, i'm sorry he's he, he, he plays the villain in, in the spider-man one so i just i was okay. thinking about super superhero movies um but <laughs> have, have you all seen those have you have Which you ones? watched yeah, most of them? Um, the well, DC I just watched ones? a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I've I, I only seen Birds of Prey. Out. Nice, nice. They're just they're wild. I I I feel like I've been exposed <laughs> to Marvel for so long, and then I just um. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm so, I was so used to the Marvel formula and I was sick of it. I was like, oh God, get this away from me. They're so, they're all the same. They're all just. Yeah. Um, and DC does it, but like in a more boring, chill way, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I, I feel like I'm growing to enjoy. And oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was surprised at the ones that I enjoyed and the ones that I didn't like, uh, like Suicide Squad, Surprise Hitter. Uh, Wonder Woman. Shot in Toronto. Oh, oh yeah, so, yeah. The subways look look familiar as hell. Um, Wonder Woman one was okay. Wonder Woman two is crazy. Y'all gotta watch that. I I, I like Wonder. Woman I'm enjoying too. the tweets like the Wonder about Woman. Wonder Woman two because I'm not gonna see it. I didn't see the first one, but people really hate it. It's yeah, just everybody a bizarre is tweeting movie. about it. And like the first half, I'm, I was like, "What's going on?" And then second half, they're just like, "Yeah, everything is happening. Everything you could imagine yeah, is wild. happening." Um, Birds of prey I definitely is one w- of the- way more. Hmm? Hmm? I'm definitely way more interested in the DC movies these days than the Marvel movies. Like, I don't even like all of them. Uh, some of them I hate, but they're at least I don't know more interesting. Like, they're it's- they're more. Uh, 
they're making real cinematic choices yeah uh rather than just kind of like the marvel thing where it's like they've yeah they got this formula this is how you tell a story and they're gonna tell it they'll hit the beats and it'll be fine dc is practicing they're trying to get the formula every movie they're like okay like let's change it like this like maybe if we do it like this it'll hit even harder but it's every time is so different it's so weird and like really slow and gray it's so much more interesting it's so much more interesting like that's you know i i have probably said this before but all that i ever look for out of movies is that they make distinct choices that are inspired and that are fascinating and whether i like or dislike the choice it's like okay well at least you're trying something. I just want to see people try something. Speaking True. of Twilight, that's what they do. In there are some distinct choices yeah, in Twilight. I, that's the, the thing I respect from... about Twilight the most, for sure. Like I think there are a lot of interesting cinematic choices. I don't particularly like Twilight, but I think that there's like a lot of. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there's a lot. There are interesting decisions being made that you can very clearly see. Well, one of the things I was like thinking about this watch because I hadn't watched in a few years was like. This was probably the first movie I ever saw that, like, tries to, that does this sort of, like, indie aesthetic that has, like, a different, like, obviously, okay, I'm saying indie with quotes, and it's, like, it's not that convention-breaking for aesthetics, but if you put yourself in the shoes of, like, a 12-year-old me who, like, had never seen, like, didn't, wasn't exposed to, like, cinema, um... This movie, Mm -hmm. like, was jarring to me the way it was shot at first. Like, I had to adjust to it because I was used to, like, high-budget, blockbuster-type movies, like, with bright palettes or, like, that were shot in very kind of standard ways. And this felt more like, you know, like, there is an aesthetic choice. And it was very new to me when I saw it. And so I appreciate it on that level, you know. Twilight actually wasn't um, super high budget. No. I, I looked it up and I think the budget was only like 50 mil, which is still a lot. But for a Hollywood film, that's pretty, pretty low. But that's... Why do movies need so much money? Um, <laughs> Sorry? I... Why do movies need so much money? I hate I know. <laughs> yeah. economy. But if you like, that's I why like I don't watch the other ones because they have higher budget and you can tell. And it does, it's not the spirit. Like I think Twilight, the spirit yeah, of Twilight. It's not charming. It needs to feel like this, you know. Nara, what's the thing you wanted to say about Marvel? Sorry. Oh, I was I was gonna say that watching Twilight, it felt like I was watching a Marvel film because it does the exact same thing. Where, like, as Marvel, where so many things happen that don't really have that much substantial value, so it feels like nothing's happening, but then it goes on for so long. Mm. I disagree. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I was like a lot halfway of the, through, and I looked at the time, and I was like, "There's an hour left. Like, what has happened? Yeah, what the things happened? that happen lead up to the final. It's event. a slow burn. It takes slow so burn. long to get there, though. Everything that I like, think that why is any of this? It takes it's so long. What? I think the third act is the worst part, in my opinion. Yeah, like, me too. These random ass vampires who you have no connection <laughs> like, to before. All exactly. of a sudden, the one guy's like evil, yeah. and what? Like that's just it feels comes... like it's just kind of like, oh shit! Now we have to have an ending, and we have to have a conflict. That's and, exactly you know. how Marvel movies work, though, where they're like they introduce one conflict, and then they solve that like halfway through, and then like late in the game they introduce another conflict, and they're like, well, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> well, or they have one conflict that's like, introduced. Oh, just throw another random villain in there. Yeah, and, uh, do something. Or they have like Guys. one conflict that's introduced in the beginning. Nothing happens with it. 
and then they explore it again in the last like 20 minutes what are you talking about this doesn't happen here there's only the one conflict at the end the other stuff is just the plot it's like then you know you kind of like slowly learn that he's a vampire and then he's a vampire and then they're also you're slowly knowing like hearing about this other bad vampires in town and then those There's two things will, eventually conflict in the first conf- it's- yeah it's called yeah. a romance romance plot but um it's whatever so long it's so long oh my god you know what's also long like titanic and like, i haven't seen titanic boyhood <laughs> and all so titanic many rules. movies are longer than this this movie is like two hours long that's like Standard. That's so long. They're My trying to condense take. like a six hundred page book, okay, into two hours. And they True. T- took the Hobbit, We're... a five hundred page book, into like eight movie, like eight hours. So, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah exactly. Mean... So Twilight did a better job. I've never seen the Hobbit. Yeah, and people didn't like the Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not a good example. That, people, <laughs> like, people that like Twilight, either. I didn't say the Hobbit was good. I just said, no. I also famously don't like. Or I think that movies should not be longer than an hour and 15 minutes. Yep. An hour 15? But I think no the, movies are that an hour is 15. the best like no, I think, there was I think this cool, thing called I think cool tv and i think you will love 90 is so anything over 90 i like can't do what i'm like i'm like gonna go watch a movie and then i like see that it's like 90 like longer than 90 minutes and i'm like i can't do this it has to be something else 90s short that's a short movie i mean i guess when I see it's over saying... two hours i'm like this better be the best movie of my life <laughs> oh there so are so long. many movies i every haven't minute, seen because every they're minute long. over two hours that i don't enjoy i'm docking another star <laughs> <Yeah>. literally <laughs> long movies suck man two hours and five minutes it's over yeah <laughs> zero stars <laughs> Um, can I say a joke? Uh, this is, you know, you know we love at that. this point. It's not going to be funny anymore. But I was going to say uh, David Lynch put Dune, a 1,000-page book, into two hours. And that it's... one makes perfect sense. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking movie ever. <laughs> so bad. Oh. That you can feel every page they skipped. Well... Dune, <laughs> Dune was originally a four-hour movie. I feel like they movie. skipped the first seven hundred pages in that movie. <laughs> Dune was like, wait, what is happening? Hours. Where are we? What's going on? Oh, should we give our wax scores now? Sure. This podcast okay. is gotta, too long. We have one shout out. That's I. We already all talked about this separately, but I'll shout out uh, David from New Mexico. Let's go. Sent us a very, very nice email uh, uh, saying that David found the podcast through Funke and has been watching a bunch of or been listening to a bunch of the episodes and then found Insomniac Film Festival through the podcast and was really inspired. So it really warmed all of our hearts to read that email. David, thank you. Thank you. That was uh, the best Christmas gift. Yeah. Yeah, that was was a great, great gift. Um, so I just wanted to shout out David on the pod. Uh, and, you know, we've been emailing, uh, but we'll definitely we'll definitely have you on uh, some point soon, David. If you're listening right now, we'll definitely have you on. Yeah. So those sound you. like some fun thank picks you. to talk about as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Both of those. Are yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a really sweet message. 
Thank you for yeah. listening. Thank you. Big, big you, high five. Warmed all of our hearts. Our hearts are so warm now. <laughs> yes. Hearts are warm and toasty. We like the <laughs> it's like a sauna the in my Grinch. heart. Yeah. <laughs> Before that, we were like the Grinch at the start of the Grinch. We had no heart. Oh, which is horrible. Yeah. Wait, he had. Yeah. He did have a heart. We right? even really almost shriveled. stole Christmas, but because of your email that came just in time, <laughs> all we the boys stopped. and girls in Whoville, you know how it goes. Yes. <laughs> yep. I watched it. It's a Wonderful Life for the first time. This so year. good. Oh, and that's like one of the best movies ever. It's so good. I haven't I seen that. On Christmas. But someone I said they hated the it. first part of it, and then they loved the last part. What? Wow. Damn. I mean, I love all of it, but the last part is when it kicks up into like this is one of the best movies ever. Okay. I also saw it for the first time this year, Adam, and I loved. Yeah, oh. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, a masterpiece. Which is, I mean, you know, that's not a controversial statement. I know it's one of the famous movies ever made, but uh, (laughs) really good. It's worth the title of best Christmas movie. Yeah, I feel like when something has a title like that, you don't, I don't know, my expectations are always like not that high. Like not, I don't know. I'm just like, hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of crossing my arms. Yeah, because who who decided that too? Who made that statement first? Also like, George Bailey is a socialist, like, angel baby. Oh, I know. Oh, it's incredible. It's like an anti-capitalist masterpiece. Yeah, it's literally just about the evils of capitalism. Christmas is barely relevant to the movie. Yeah. It's great. And it, and, and the only way it is relevant is at the end when it's like, oh, it's just spoilers. about everyone coming together. Oh. Oh, sorry. It's like a very famous anything, it, ending, though. I'll just I say it's, it's about how... Uh, Groups of people coming together and being happy together is a wonderful thing. Yes. It is. One might say a wonderful life. <laughs> that, maybe that's what makes a wonderful life. Maybe <laughs> money doesn't make a wonderful life. Adam, oh, you're maybe. talking crazy. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. Anyways, if anyone it's wants to sponsor well our podcast, send us an email. <laughs> oh yeah yeah we hate the man but also please yeah. please capitalism is bad but me undies are great <laughs> <laughs> um let's give our numbers we i am going to give a three hmm. i think it was a movie that i i enjoyed more than i thought i would uh, it, the music is cohesive. The whole soundtrack is is well put together and fits the theme. And yeah, visually, it's just like it all it all looks like Twilight. I've never seen another movie that looks like this. Uh, <laughs> it does look and, like Twilight, <laughs> but it does like I, I the other ones are, t- are tinted in different ways. But the first one is so blue and like greeny blue, and I'm like, yeah, I like it. So three. Nice. I can go next. Uh, okay, yes, please. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5 because I think it doesn't make wow. sense. <laughs> um, I don't enjoy it. I just don't think it makes sense. And I think... I just think... Bella needs to make better choices regarding who she is romantically involved with and regarding how she treats her friends. 
She's a and decent friend. Is she, she gets, though? She like Yeah, just, she's an okay friend. She gets she, both like, her friends' prom people. dates. Excuse me. She gets her friends' prom dates and then she goes like dress shopping with them. It's like, actually, I didn't want to like be supportive of you guys. I just wanted to go get this book. But Nora, she's not like other girls. Like, I don't know yeah, when exactly. they're gonna understand. She, she wants thing. to she's read. Like, she's, alt. she's alt Nara. Look though, like she, just, she wears she bowling just, like, shirts. Like she like abandons <laughs> her friends halfway through the movie. They like just don't really come back for except for at the very end of the movie, she like waves at them. Cause she has a hot piece now. I don't know what you're not understanding. <laughs> yeah, about... I don't like. She's dating Edward. Cullen. She's never like. She's never like Edward. Do you want to like hang out with my friends? Yeah, because like because Ed... he'll eat them. Yeah, she's like, look, I. Well, have he, to... He's been going to the same school as them for how long and hasn't eaten anyone. <laughs> so, yeah, like Edward is old and smart. He doesn't want to hang out with these normies. He wants nobody wants to hang out with like, like depressed, other... like pale girls. What? So I just think I just think Dolan needs to make some better decisions, um, and I think she should, uh, her and her dad should make more of an effort towards one another to find some good bonding activities that they both mutually appreciate. Mm. I love Charlie. Uh, oh, sorry, and your score was a four point five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a four. Uh, I feel like we've, like, spent a lot more time talking about the, you know, the culture around the movie than the movie itself. But <laughs> I actually think that that's, uh, valuable for this, uh, episode. Because I think, uh, that's the thing that's really fascinating about it. Uh, mm-hmm. or one of the things that's really fascinating about it. And I kind of thought that when I watched the movie, I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's like a boring thing. And. Yeah, you know, I think that it's more interesting, at least cinematically, than I than I expected. Uh, and I can now see, you know, what we talked about before, uh, like how basically all the um, young adult movies that came after were trying to uh, emulate this, and and not not always for good. No, uh, <laughs> I would say most of the time not for good. Um, but you know, it definitely has a has a place in the uh, in the in the you know, history of film, and it's Aww. interesting as a as a piece of uh, cinema. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably not going to watch the other ones, but I'm glad that I watched this don't. one. I think you should spend um, a day and watch them all. No, don't do it. You don't no. need to. They're not. Can- <laughs> I don't consider them canon. This is the only one they made. In my um Uh, but yeah like i said before like i don't particularly like it but i'm definitely interested in it and that's cool and um (laughs) glad to have watched it so thank you hannah i'll give it a four thanks for watching it um i guess i'll give it a four too like i think that the movie didn't feel whack to me when i first saw it with every watch it gets a little whacker to me Mm -hmm. which is a rare thing usually I don't know if, the, but like, it is bananas, and and uh, for me, it's the it's a good bananas. But uh, I also understand why it would be bad bananas for a lot of other people. And so, uh, you know, you can watch it if you like, and if you if you don't want to watch it, 
You don't have to, but just make sure the reason is because it's a bad movie and not because you hate young women. Thank you. <laughs> that is Such the real a bad shit. movie. Yes. If you like it, or if, sorry, if you dislike it, <laughs> make sure it's not because you dislike young women. Yeah. That's a good note to go out on. Is like the really, it's, it's, it's true. Legacy it's true. should be that it's a bad movie, not that it's like an annoying cultural phenomenon amongst teen girls because. <laughs> We gave you the Beatles. I don't know what to, you know. I don't know why I said we. I'm 23. I'm, I've. Uh, Put that into the wacko beater. Yep. And the, uh, the uh, final um, score is 3.87. I don't know where that puts it. I don't have my admin <laughs> stuff with me. It's all good. All right. Well. I have no idea what the, like, what the overall They're like scores dancing. I've oh, I was talking about the ending of this. Oh, I'm trying to think yeah. of it. I just know they're like prom. dancing. Hey, we gotta we gotta do the thank you to Emma Kudlak for the logo. Thank you to Ian Mills for the music. Yes. Go to at Insomniac Fest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore on Twitter, Insomniacfestival.com. Learn about us, any of those places. Uh, I think next week we're doing, was it the Adams Family Values? We have a guest on to talk about that one. Is that confirmed Ooh. that the guests can I don't do know that? if that's, that's up to confirmed Seb. yet. But I'll say it now and if it's if by the time this goes up tomorrow it's unconfirmed or we change that, I'll update this edit. Woo woo uh, All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. So I I guess And that's <laughs> The things. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what do we all turn into vampires at the end of this one? How do we? No. <laughs> no, we almost turn into. Wait, a isn't the thing that they like like she doesn't turn turn into a vampire? Like that's yeah. the thing. And then who was that person who was watching from the window? That's Victoria. She's the girl vampire from that trio of vampires. The, who that trio of vampires James. is so cool. James thought, gets was, murdered. Um, but or not you know, he dies to them and then see Victoria is watching them mad and um, she comes back and she is the villain in the third Twilight movie she creates a army of newborn vampires which are recently turned vampires which have like no control over their like thirsting so they create this epidemic in Seattle which is where they are of like murders because they're just murdering everyone right and left because they're vampires um, and so she brings an army and of them to fight Bella and Edward and on a mountain. And she is also played by Bryce Dallas Howard in in that one. They change oh, actors. I like Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Anyways, there you go. And that's how Twilight ends. And that well, it's not yeah. Goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>